Hello everyone, I'm Musa Seka here again. Um, we are starting a second episode, and this time we have the pleasure to having uh, Matthew from SCE Comets, or I will say Comets SCE. And um, we'll talk a little bit of um, soccer in general, and also we'll um, have a quick recap of the LA Galaxy versus St. Louis um, that happened at City Park. And then from there, we'll just talk soccer in general and get to know a little bit about ourselves. Um, as you may know, I'm Moussa Kier, I'm born and raised in France. I've moved to St. Louis in about, um, we'll say 20 years or so. Um, coached my kids in soccer, um, played a little bit of um, club soccer and also academy with uh, PhD and um, Chelsea in long, long time ago. Um, so we'll just give Matthew, I'll give you a little time to introduce yourself and we'll go from there. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Um, yeah, my name is uh, Matthew Pinchback uh, from Los Angeles, born and raised. Um, been playing soccer, uh, obviously much different landscape uh, here in the States, in Los Angeles and in, than in Paris, as you can imagine. But yeah, I've been involved yes. in the soccer scene and, and playing since I was a kid, you know, playing in, in ASO, which is, you know, big youth soccer uh, uh Thing here everyone's really familiar with i played in like one club um but then just become became a fan you know galaxy came into the league uh, you know, mls started in 96 and galaxy was one of the original teams um they had a legendary player from the national team kobe jones one of the few uh, black players uh around at that time so you know that was just uh huge for me because i had always looked up to him playing as, as, a, as a kid so it was a no-brainer to kind of follow the team when they came into the to the league and uh, yeah kind of been, and then i really became like a serious fan Later in the 2000s, like 05, 06, became really dedicated, you know, showing up to games all the time. And, uh, and yeah, that's kind of my, my journey in a nutshell. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Kobe Jones was definitely one that uh, you might be surprised that that was also known uh, in France. Uh, he kind of reminded us of like the, the Seedorfs, you know, with the, the dreads and the, the smile. So um, definitely oh, a, really a cool. name that we're familiar with. It's really cool to hear that. You know, I didn't, I, you know, I don't have that. That perspective. So it's, it's really cool to know that, you know, he had that kind of uh, crossover appeal even overseas. Uh, yes, definitely. And I think now it's, we see him do a lot more of the, the training videos, um, you know, how to, to, to teach kids how to, you know, the step over and um, the dribbling. So it's uh, definitely interesting. And uh, it's someone that we, we've paid attention to more than uh, you, I guess most people will probably assume. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he always he always had that swag, right? Like you said, the the hair, uh, the look, the, the way he played with that confidence—it was really appealing. Uh, to, there weren't a lot of players like that, uh, you know, especially when when I was growing up. So yeah, very very cool stuff. Awesome, perfect. Yeah, um, so I guess a quick um history. So I see that you have um the comments at sea. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about you know the that supporter group and also I guess the purpose of um, that group. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. Um, and yeah, so as I mentioned, you know, I've been uh, a Galaxy fan, um, you know, since they started. And then, okay. you know, really in the mid 2000s, started becoming uh, like a, you know, really type of fan that just shows up to games. And, and you know, it, it sort of reaches that point. I think for every fan, it's different, um, especially for American fans that, you know, didn't always have club soccer to go to. But, you know, after a certain point, just going to games, it becomes like an obsession where you're like, you're always want to be at games and it just kind of clicks. And like somewhere in like 07, 08, 
which is funny because we, we were terrible then. <laughs> but it's like at some point, like it just clicks and just showing up to games and being there with your, you know, with other supporters and and and, and that. Um, even if you're not good, like it just it just becomes the habit. And so I really got you know swept up in it around that time. Um, you know, I sat with some of the the supporters groups. There's some great uh, community groups uh, in the Galaxy have a great community in general. Uh, they have the a group that's been there since '96, the Galaxians. They have the Riot Squad. They have you know uh, Angel City. They have some newer groups like the Outlaws. Um, and I've always felt welcome in those groups, and I've, I've spent time with with each of them in one capacity or another. But uh, there's always kind of been a void in that. Um, there hasn't been a group kind of specifically for, uh, you know, black, black, black supporters of the galaxy. Right. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a pretty big black community, uh, obviously here in Los Angeles, uh, there's a big soccer community here too. And it's, and just as someone that grew up playing the game and now that has, you know, my daughter's getting into the game and that, right. um, just looking for ways to, you know, connect with other black folks that are playing for, for pickup games, for, for soccer, bringing them into the galaxy and that. Um, just great, kind of creating a space uh, for it there. That's kind of how it started, you know, and, and it started really as like an online thing, mostly like, like just let's kind of get together online and, and you know, I'll, I'll kind of share news about the galaxy and content. And then people started kind of reaching out like, oh, where do you guys sit? Like, are you guys doing a tailgate and stuff? So it was kind of funny because I'm a pretty shy dude, honestly. So uh, when people were like, oh, well, let's meet up, let's go do stuff. It was kind of like, I had to kind of step out of my comfort zone and say, okay, there's people that really want to be part of this as something bigger than just like a place to hang out online or a place to get news about like black players and stuff. So I really started to think like, well, let's see how far this can go. And so we've been doing like some tailgates and things like that, some viewing parties, get get some interest. Um, one, one place I really want to pivot is doing, um, you know, kind of youth kick around. So uh, we've done that at the stadium. I want to do some outside the stadium. Uh, again, so people can, you know, bring their kids um, and, and play with other black kids. You know, there there aren't a lot of uh, if you if you go to the parks, as you can see, there aren't a ton of other black kids still today kicking the ball around, which was my experience. You know, as a kid, and that can be kind of discouraging. So just having uh, creating a space where people can come out and play and see other black kids kicking kicking the ball around too. So it's it's all of that stuff. You know, we're still reaching out to the community and, and building on it, and I'm letting the community really kind of steer where they want to go at this point, and and, and some of the folks that have sparked an interest. Um, and, and seeing where they want to go. Um, and again, we want to do more producing content and all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's all growing and it's all, it's all interesting right now. It's all fun. Yeah. It, and it's a funny fact that I'm also sort of a shy person. Um, so, but when it comes to um, soccer, that's where people are a little bit surprised because when I'm actually playing or coaching, I'm extremely vocal, but it's like, <laughs> a, you know, a flip when, you get out of that comfort zone. That's when the, the shyness come in too. Um, and that's, probably, that's also how I started all of this co um, content. Um, for mine, it kind of started with some of the GIF because I'm kind of known to use technology. So those were kind of tools that I had available. So those GIF kind of opened, I guess, a little bit of me being out there. Um, <laughs> sure. And then after that, the supporter sites of St. Louis, um, I don't know if you've seen, but very supportive, um, even though there's not really like a, a black, um, I guess, supporting group at the moment. But um, they did have like the Juneteenth um, celebration at City Park. Um, they had a Juneteenth flag. And this, we do have a few, you know, we have a South African, South African player, um, Ghanaian oh, right. player. So, um, so there's still that connection there. Um, so that's why you guys' um, supporting group kind of also came up especially i think the the ghana supporting um right i guess you have yeah. that session on there so that was kind of interesting to me to see that you know 
a team had so many African players and also that they were celebrated um, at, to the extent. So it was kind of um, quite interesting and welcoming to see. So I think that's pretty much how we first connected when I um, happened to see. I, I don't even remember the, how it came about, but um, it popped up in my feed, maybe because of the LA Galaxy playing St. Louis. Um, maybe that's Could where be, some yeah. of the, the connection happened. So it's um, definitely good to know that there's um, either we'll say African or Black um, supporting group um, across the MLS in general. So it's definitely nice to be able to connect with all of you guys. Um, you know, we we might not uh, be too friendly, we'll say, when our two teams <laughs> right. are playing together. But right. after that, it's all for the love of soccer, right? So it's um, things changes Absolutely. definitely after that. So it's Absolutely. Uh, funny that you brought up the, the shy part and then, you know, getting out of the comfort zone. Me being on, you know, on screen now, let's just say that it takes extra work for me to to go from there. So it's uh, soccer has its ways. It sounds like it, de- it definitely does. And, and I'm glad you're doing it, you know, and that was that was the cool thing for me is, you know, I've, I've been part of like the community, especially the online community. I know a lot of the, the, the figures in like in the Galaxy Soccer and some of the folks that even so from the other teams and some of the supporters groups. So, um, you know, especially some of the other, you know, black supportive group or just the black content makers, you know, it's been cool. You know, a lot of them have reached out and like, and been really supportive. Uh, so I've tried to reciprocate that, you know, and, and, uh, and reach out. And of course, if, if we're closer to the table, it might be a different story. Right. <laughs> but but you're, uh, like if, you uh, maybe if I was an LA, uh, you know, FC, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, it's great. It's great that the community of, of creators that there are, you know, of all races, uh, but yeah. you know, specifically for, um, you know, black and, and uh, African uh, uh, supporters, you know, really try to reach out to those groups um, and, and, and reciprocate. And they've, they've been really supportive because it's, it's still a very small community. Like the, the soccer yes. in the U.S. community is still very kind of small and tight knit. And then when you think about like some of the um, the, the groups like the, the black supporters groups or like, uh, you know, black diamonds and uh, black herons out in into Miami and stuff, you're talking about even a smaller group. So, you know, it's, it's great that we can support each other and, and kind of help out and stuff like that. Yeah. That was definitely uh, the goal of mine because um, I do have a lot of this, we'll say, black supporter group with the teams that I support outside of MLS. Um, there's a plethora of those. I'm well connected, but um, I think you you might be the first one, I believe. From, um, I think there's also a Chicago group that we've had a few yeah. conversations with. Um, there was maybe a little bit more banter since we're so close to each other. <laughs> Um, true, so we right? so we do speak quite you know often about soccer, but it's not you know as um, I guess not much communication until those two teams uh, play together. Sure, of course. Excellent. Yeah, and so other than um, so out of the LA Galaxy, um, so knowing that it's probably one of the founding team out of um, um, so how is your feeling about the current? situation with LA um, Galaxy. Um, they've, they've had quite a few, um, we'll say, interesting um, <laughs> events the past few months. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's been a tough couple of years. Like someone was kind of, uh, uh, someone was comparing it to like, you know, Man United kind of thing and, and how they had this, uh, this dynasty, right? And then, you know, they've kind of really fallen on difficult times. Uh, and it's very comparable in that way. Like if you came into the league, five years ago, 
um, you would be like, well, who are the Galaxy? You know, they haven't, they've, right. they've missed the playoffs a bunch of times, you know, and, and they have the stars, but, you know, they haven't been, uh, at least on the field, up to that caliber. And we've still been right. blessed to have, like, some pretty great signings, like Zlatan and, and uh, Chicharito, some guys who have some global recognition, you know, Douglas Costa, you know, right. he's kind of um, fallen on some difficult form, but, you know, he's finding his form again in that. So, um, but yeah, you know, um, and that was part of what inspired me too, is, you know, the, the supporters got together and they had this boycott, they organized this boycott. Uh, they said they committed to it like last year and they played it out through the season um, and they really stuck to it. And, and it was yes. pretty like an, a, an unprecedented thing. And I remember, um, you know, just as a, you know, and I, I'm a season ticket holder in that, um, and just kind of as a fan that's not in a supporters group, I was like, this is really impressive. And, and none of us knew where it would go. Like, you know, we didn't know it was going to work at all, um, but we were all kind of committed to doing it. And so the fact that it kind of came about and then, you know, and the president, Chris Klein, um, he was eventually removed. That, that's what they were protesting for is, is like, you're not, we're not coming back to this. There's real change in the front office and that because, you know, we've, we've been through several coaches. We've had a couple of GMs come through since like. 2015, 2016, since this decline started. And the one constant has been, you know, the, the Chris Klein, who's been the, Klein, the, right. the president. Yeah. And so they were like, yeah, we, we want this guy out. We're not coming back to games. We're not doing the drums. We're not doing any of that stuff. Um, and yeah, if you, if you saw any of those games, you know, the guys were playing and, and like, it was really, bad. Yes. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was dreadful conditions, you know? Um, and it worked. I think it was like after the Charlotte match, you know, they had a press conference and announced the client was, was going to be stepping down and that. And that kind of surprised everyone in a way. But it was it really reinvigorated the team. As you can imagine that the, a team that's oh, used yeah. to winning, fans that are used to winning, um, used to kind of being always in the conversations, at least for, for, for being a top team. Um, so it was and it was really kind of bored out of that. But I did the comments SC thing because you know, people were like, well, let's go back to games. People were excited to go back. Obviously, people want to support the team, you know, all the time. Yeah, people want to yeah. go to games, even when even when we're bad, people want to go up. You know, it's, it's part of the culture. Um, and, it, and it was kind of born out of that. And like you were saying, uh, it was right around Juneteenth, I think was I think that was our first game back, actually, the, the, Ju nice. the Juneteenth celebration. Um, and I said, well, yeah, I want to kind of do something around that and uh, and, and, and bring some folks in and, and that. And so it was it was kind of born out of that euphoria about like, okay, let's get back to the games and what's that kind of look like? And I thought, well, you know, I've kind of been doing this thing online, but kind of let's take it to the games and see what kind of showing we can get. So it was kind of a neat watching that happen. So um, there's a lot of hope now because, you know, um, like the signings we're making are, are a lot better. Not everyone loves Greg Vanny yet. So there's still, <laughs> there's still some impatience with him, but I, I would say generally that uh, people are a lot more optimistic, especially going into, next season knowing that you know we have uh, all these contracts kind of rolling off we could have a really big off season in the winter um and yeah we can be primed to make some moves next year so i think there's a lot of optimism you know going forward yeah they definitely saw um the improvement especially um since the the kate or san louis game um even though i was a little i was a little sad that chicharito was not available to play um that was yeah. one player that i was actually looking forward to um, and definitely Ricky Pooch, I was kind of surprised on his way of playing, I guess, before the St. Louis. It looks like he, he was definitely struggling, but um, we'll say the past three games, it looks like we have oh, starting to get back to the Barcelona um, Ricky Pooch that <laughs> I guess we, we watched before he moved. So I'm um, not sure we, we like it too much in St. Louis now <laughs> that he's doing better and and now we're visiting him at home, but um, it's it's definitely a, a nice to see at least those couple of names to 
to be back. So, you know, it makes maybe the the game that will win a little bit more enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yes. I, yeah, I have to throw a little bit of those. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In, in, I feel you. It's only fair. <laughs> yeah. It definitely have to give you guys some credits for, you know, the, the the supporting fan that, you know, were there the bad and the ugly and still went to the games. Um, I don't know if you see some of my posts. It's, I've been a little critical of, you know, even if your team is bad, you, you still have to show up and support them because, you know, it it's still your team no matter what the product is. And sometimes, you know, you still have to show to, to, to show the, the, the front office that, they still have to deliver a product. So um, I definitely always give, you know, props to those that go to games, um, even when it's not the prettiest. Um, <laughs> so it's definitely one that I, I I put up high. So so for the fans at LA, it's, it's definitely a, a good thing to see. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really cool. Like, um, I think everyone's been pretty surprised by how, how good city has been coming into the league. We've, we've seen that sometimes like when expansion things have kind of hit the ground running. Um, and, and that's great uh, for you guys. I think, you know, you saw some of the the stuff online about, you know, St. Louis being like a soccer city and a soccer capital. And a lot of folks that don't maybe know the older history and I wasn't part of that. Right. I'm just a big soccer nerd. So I, yeah, yeah you know, I, I do all the research. Love that. Like that. A, lot, a lot of people don't know, but yeah, it's, it's cool to see, you know, a club thriving there. Uh, again, we're, we should work in the Western Conference per se because we don't need any yes. more good teams in the Western <laughs> Conference. But uh, but no, in all honesty, you know, it's good to see teams coming in and, and succeeding. And, and it seems like you know, um, like you said, you have you have the support. Uh, there's some, it seems like there's some pretty strong supporter groups there, and, and uh, you know, uh, it's cool that there's another team that's that's in there and, and it's viable and good. So that's again, that's always that's always awesome. Yeah, I I, I was quite surprised. Um, I guess on the supporting side of things. Um, and I always tell people, even though I, I might go for St. Louis all the time, you know, with their history and kind of backed them up, but it's still me trying to kind of learn a lot of their history. Um, it's a lot deeper than I've expected, even though I lived here for 15 plus years. Um, and like those soccer capital, it's been quite interesting to to hear, you know, once a, we'll say someone that's a little bit more famous, we'll call it, like, um, you know, tactical manager just asking, you know, who's really the capital of soccer. And then he's starting to hear all of the other, um, I guess, fans, um, you know, <laughs> making some of those statements, even though they, they may have never heard of the history behind it. Um, especially, you know, the whole world um, beating England is that's one of those big ones. And um, you'd be quite surprised on the, you know, the level of soccer, um, in St. Louis alone and all the club teams. Um, if you were to just drive in St. Louis in more of the counties where there is actually grass or turf, um, you'll probably see hundreds of thousands of people in every single field um, playing soccer all weekend longs. Um, like oh, myself awesome. today, we've had five games alone for three of our kids. But you oh, see a great. whole bunch of states and national tournaments coming here to play so i think it there i think some of the the discussion of them calling themselves or we call ourselves um capital <laughs> is just that um almost everything is surrounds is surrounded by st louis soccer first here 
um, I'll probably say three out of five kids play soccer in St. Louis. That's awesome. So it's, yeah. so it's, it was kind, kind of refreshing to, especially someone that grew up in Europe. I'm seeing a lot of those kids playing um, in St. Louis. It's not something necessarily that we see uh, most. So um, what would you say around, I guess, LA? Because we know there's a big immigrant population. Um, how would you say, you know, the, the, the soccer um, scheme is there? Is it, um, you know, a big range of um, kids playing soccer or is it more divided based on the region of yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting, and and um, and and that's one of the things that I wanted to, you know, when I the whole idea of Comets SC was was kind of bought into this. But yeah, like as you can imagine, obviously there's a there's a very large Mexican uh, community, Mexican American community here, but then also there's a lot of Central American uh, communities here as well. There's a big El Salvadorian community, and and uh, and like one of the Galaxy legends is uh, Mauricio Cienfuegos, who's you know like El Salvadorian legend. So there's a big El Salvadorian. Uh, you know, support for, for the galaxy historically. And, and it's funny because I, I grew up playing with like El Salvador and Mexicans, uh, you know, other Central Americans and that. And, and it's, uh, and so you have those communities and they have their own leagues uh, as well. So like, you know, uh, Donovan, Landon Donovan, who's other galaxy legend, yep. US legend, uh, he talks about growing up playing in the, uh, in like the Mexican leagues and stuff like that, which right. are really informal kind of leagues around, around the city and that, but you know, back in the nineties at the same time, there were all kinds of like semi-pro leagues. Um, there was a huge thing, you know, ASO started in, in, in Southern California, not very far from, uh, from where the galaxy are, you know, UCLA was a big hub for, for soccer and stuff. So you have really unique communities. You have kind of, obviously the, the kind of Latino communities, you have kind of more European communities. You kind of have these grassroots kind of very California communities. Like I felt like in the eighties and nineties, soccer was kind of like surfing or kind of like karate. They they were just really, they were almost like, there was kind of like part of SoCal. Like this, like you're here, you, you, you play soccer and you rollerblade. It was like, it was almost like part of the culture here. Um, you know, and then you even have other, you know, unique communities like the Vietnamese community. I went to, I've been to, I used to play pickup game with, you know, some Vietnamese folks and stuff. And, and one of the things that I want to connect to and, and build is like, cause you know, when you, when you look at certain players, you can look at, you know, certain players like, oh, that guy's, he's from Argentina. I can tell by the, his footwork and stuff like that. Oh, this guy, this guy's Brazilian. And it's, it's that same way with, with black and African players too. And it's kind of just building that community. Um, and saying, you know, so when you, when you're a young black kid and you go to the park, you can say, okay, this is my style. You know, I can, right. you know, because, you know, we, we're all very familiar with like the Mexican style of play, the, the other yeah. style. So that was kind of the, the genesis of that. And then something I really want to do is connect to some of the like African immigrant populations here, because again, um, soccer is very new to us, yeah. fairly new, but yes. obviously in, in uh, for, for a lot of our, you know, African friends, you know, a lot of guys have been searching, uh, been following it for years. And there's that, there's a deep understanding of the culture and there's, uh, and there's uh, like every culture has their own names for certain things and like different positions oh, yeah. or different moves and all of that stuff. Right. It varies from culture to culture. So it'd be cool to really tap into that as well. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a really diverse, uh, I think from the outside, you can, it's easy to say like, Oh, it's, it's a very kind of Mexican or Latin American culture. And that's definitely a huge influence, but uh, there is kind of a uniquely Californian aspect to it. There's all, there's a very uh, big, diverse, there's even like a big Japanese, I used to play uh, with these, Japanese guys that would that would play every once in a while. They had their own like a pickup community. So it's it's really neat. You have a really 
diverse community here, which is which is really cool. Uh, it wasn't really, I always felt like really privileged. It wasn't until I left LA, because I thought like everyone plays soccer. Like at school, we played soccer. Like I grew up playing soccer when people would say like, yeah, oh, so I can never find pickup pick games. I would be like, what are you talking about? Like there's pickup games, you can go anywhere. But uh, yeah, it wasn't really until I left LA that I was like, wow, it really, really is different in, in other places. You know? Yeah, and that's um, and that's also one of those um, big things that um, and we almost did that um, growing up playing soccer too. Is um, some of the you know playing with multiple um, we'll say communities. It definitely helps you you know your your skills knowing you know how to play against a certain person or others because um, definitely if you in your comfort zone, there's only a one certain way to play. Uh, but once you get you know. Um, start moving to another country. That's where you kind of find your issues. Just like the pros, you know, when they go from Germany to France or France to England, there's always that that difference of skills. Um, we'll, we'll just say Pulisic, for example, he went to um, Germany. He excelled because there was they were more technical and less physical. Um, went to England, realized that it is quite the <laughs> physical team. And yes, there's right, the yeah. injuries start showing up quite often from there. And then now he's back to in Italy where it's more skills. And now he's starting to thrive again because it's, you know, more of his skill of, you know, dropping, dribbling, centering the ball. And now he's scoring goals every game, which um, this is refreshing to him, especially that I was a fan of his during his Chelsea days. Um, you know, not playing days, not playing does not help. Um, <laughs> right. You mean minutes, no matter where you are, right? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah. So, so that's definitely uh, one of those nice things to, to know about, you know, being able to play with different communities. Um, so what would you say it's maybe one of those struggles for, um, we'll say African-American or black kids to play, um, you know, in a system that sort of closed in, um, I do know that in St. Louis, we have a lot of club soccer uh, teams where, you know, you have to, you know, those crazy fees and everything that everyone speak of. Um, is there any, I guess, type of um, structure in your area that kind of help, you know, widen the opportunity? Yeah, yeah that's a good question. And, and it's funny because it's something I've just kind of been dipping my feet into because uh, I didn't really play, you know, that seriously when I was a kid. Um, yeah. I would kind of, you know, I played for, I got sponsored to play for like a friends club team kind of thing. Um, and I didn't really take it much further than that. And, uh, you know, now that, you know, my daughter's just starting out and I'm having to, like, she just turned five. So she's just really starting eight. So, but I'm at that point where I'm meeting Perfect other age. parents. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I'm meeting other parents and talking about like, okay, where to put them. And it's, it's challenging, you know, you don't want to make the wrong decision in that. Um, so I've, I've heard more from other parents that have like first, you know, kind of like that, that really early experience that they're getting that experience of like, you know, of how, what the challenges are for, for all kinds, for all kinds of kids, um, right. just to, to try to move up and, and, and try to get, to try to get games and try to, um, get, get developed, um, uh, you know, so it's a lot of stuff that I hear, uh, and that's that's another area where I'm hoping our supporters group can can help out too. Is just um, again creating that uh, creating kind of centers of knowledge where you can connect with other people that know a lot about the game. Um, again, if you're maybe a Latin American person in LA or something like that, 
you might be connected, you might be a part of a community where there's, there is that deep knowledge, you know, it might right. come from a, a, a father or an uncle or something like that. And if you're um, a young black player, you may not have that, you know, you may not have someone in your family that played or coached or knows anything about the game. They've even watched games before. That's how it was for me. You know, when my, my folks would come to games, they didn't know anything about soccer, you know? Um, yeah, I think he's one of the, I guess he's one of those, the, the whole, uh, you know, football, basketball, that's more accessible, like to African-American yeah. kids, especially. And, um, you know, some of those sports for us is um, a afterthoughts. Um, you know, soccer, right. it's pretty much everywhere. Um, I do know we had the baseball field back in France where we grew up. Um, I cannot tell you one time I saw anyone play on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. and basketball was, you know, Jordan, you know, we know that there's the NBA, but it was not really a Tony Parker until we got older. So and, <laughs> sure. and soccer, it's, it's almost like a um, part of life, we'll call it. Yeah. And, and so that's that's one thing that I want to learn is, is try to have the group be kind of educational as well. So even if we're, you know, uh, so we can get coaches in there, people that 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 have some expertise, especially if we can get like former players and things like that. Um, but then just also watching games and talking about games just really, um, you know, like for me, there was that moment that like clicked and it's like, okay, like I'm obsessed with this, like whether we're winning or losing, I'm, I'm going to be here and just to get people onto that journey. Um, Cause I think that's really what, um, and I'm not downplaying the importance of, of systems in a good club and, and a right. club, but I think like really getting people over that hump, like the way they are with, when, like when I was growing up with basketball, there was like the kid that always had a ball. There was a kid that was always yes. dribbling. He was on the bus dribbling. He's dribbling down the street with the basketball. And it's like having kids do that with soccer ball is kind of where we, you know, need to be where they just always want to want to touch. They're always juggling. They're always just touching the ball. Um, so really just trying to create the environment for that. Um, but yeah, like I've, you know, we all kind of heard about a lot of the challenges with, you know, the, the, uh, you know, just the costs, the traveling and some of that stuff um, and how it can price people out. So I'm still kind of learning a lot of those challenges. Again, my, my, I, I don't deal with it firsthand, but just a lot of the folks when I've reached out in the in supporters group, you know, they just, they just like mentioned that, that you know, it's the first thing they'll mention. It's like, oh yeah, I'm looking for some opportunities for, you know, my kids to get more exposure or, or get more learning or get more education. Like they're not satisfied maybe with their game. They're paying a lot and they're just like, well, my kids are playing games and they're tired, but they're not maybe building skills and that kind of thing. So that's something that, that I've kind of heard. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. I think it's something that, you know, I think, I think it's something that we'll work through. I think it's something communities right. kind of have to figure out, uh, hopefully, um, and, and get through it. Hopefully, if if uh, if we can advocate too, that's a, that's another thing is, is is making your voice heard. Hopefully, enacting some of that change. Awesome. So yeah, and I think for one of the um, documentary I saw, um, I don't know if you um, go to um, Apple Pass. I think there was one where they had, um, I guess, sir. Um, we'll see documentary about um, Washington, D.C. history of black soccer mm. um, and DMV and also uh, one of the, oh, I think I may have forgot the name of the black college that actually um, was part of the college championship against um, St. Louis University. Um, yeah, it's I like, just heard about um, that, actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so th I think there's, I totally, I'll probably will um, send you the message with um, the documentary, but it was definitely interesting to see, you know, how um, and see, I guess, the collegial um, soccer, um, you know, with the black players and all the championships, because it looks like he had quite a few college uh, championships. I wonder if it was Howard, but I could be 
mistaken yeah, I with. I think it was Howard, yeah. Yeah, so I think that that's definitely be one of those that, you know, showing to, to some of the kids that shows that, you know, soccer was, it's been around for a lot more. It's just, uh, it's not commercialized or publicized as much. So I was quite surprised that, um, you know, in Washington, D.C., there was that big of a history of uh, soccer. And knowing that D.C. United was part of it and then starting to see a lot more, I guess, the, the rappers also being honored. Yeah. Uh, so that was quite interesting, too, because that, you know, that opens the door for the kids that support that rap, I guess, is it Young Gotti? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely, you know, one of those things that says, oh, he owns a soccer team. It's not a basketball team or football. So it's, um, it definitely will open the door for um, I guess some of those kids that yeah. maybe never thought about that. And definitely, yeah, I think absolutely. the other one was um, Chad Ozochinko, knowing that, um, you know, he picked, he was choosing between soccer and um, the NFL, but, you know, soccer didn't have any money, so he went, <laughs> football so it was uh so it looks like there are some of those stories that um has connections to soccer it's just not enough I guess, stories put around them or um i guess i'll say yeah 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 it's very interesting and, and there's there's a lot of little stories like that and some of them i know okay i'm a big soccer nerd, but some of them i don't i yes. didn't know about the howard thing i think i heard about that just coincidentally a couple weeks ago um, which is a really cool story. And they, and they, I guess they inspired like the Kaiser Chiefs in South Africa, which is yes. cool. So, yeah, and I had never heard that, you know, but you always, uh, it seems like I'm always stumbling upon these really interesting. I remember a few years ago, um, like I remember reading this article and they're saying like, oh, this arena soccer league is, is closing down. And I'm like, arena? and I had heard about it. I remember hearing about it in the 90s. I'm like, arena soccer, like that's still going on? And yeah, it had been going on for like 20 years. And I'm just oh, like, yes. we sustained an arena soccer league for like 20 years, you know? Yeah, and I think uh, we, we have, have one. Went to play there. Yeah. yeah, and we have one, and I believe Kansas City also have. And I think yeah. that's the same owner. Um, but, yeah, and I think I have quite a few of our um, St. Louis supporters that kind of tried to get me to watch, to go to one of their games, which I think in November I'll make the the drive to go and watch one of those because it's, <laughs> A little interesting on it's how interesting indoor soccer sure. is. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, so those are the, the fun things. Um, and on that part, so is there anything um, that you'd like to share regarding, um, you know, LA Galaxy before we, we go into more of the um, LA Galaxy versus St. Louis soccer? Uh, let's see. I don't think I have anything specific. Um, yeah, let's let's dive in. Okay. Awesome. So, yes. So um, now that um, LA Galaxy is hosting San Luis um, City um, tomorrow. Um, so how do you how are you feeling about, you know, <laughs> based on the last game that happened and some of your expectations for um, this upcoming match? So it's it's been pretty interesting for Galaxy fans. So I think like when since Chris Klein got fired, I think we've been like almost unbeaten. I think we've lost like one regular season game. Obviously we, we flamed out of league's cup. We didn't do well in that tournament at all, but in yeah, regular season, to the club. <laughs> yeah, no, right. I'll take, I'll take one. I'll take regular season. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so like in regular season, we've been pretty strong. Um, we keep getting hit with injuries in that. So I think like 
you know, and I, and I think for me, I, I tend to be more optimistic than, than most, than a lot of Galaxy fans, okay. I'll say. Um, but, you know, I, I think that when we're playing well into our potential, I think we can match like any team in the league. Um, and you kind of saw that when we played like, you know, uh, St. Louis the first time around. You know, I don't think people oh, yeah. expected us to get much out of that match. But, you know, I think when the team shows up and they play well, um, you know, they can they're, they're, they can be a match for anyone. The challenge is, um, you know, we keep getting hit with injuries, things like that. And that, that affects your consistency and, and some of those things. Um, but I think like, uh, so I'm, so there's two Galaxy fans, right? So I think we, we're really behind the eight ball and we need like all these points. I think we need like to get at least five wins out of our next 12 or something like that um, to, to have a chance of the playoffs. And, and, and we're unbeaten since that run. We, we tied Houston, who's a pretty strong team uh, at home, yes. just, despite having some injuries in that. Uh, didn't look so convincing doing it, but, you know, we, we, we got a tie, which is not bad. Um, a tie is a tie. Uh, at times, hey, when you need points, you know, sometimes yeah. <laughs> under the circumstances, you, you take what you can get. Um, so I'm pretty optimistic about this match. I think, like, if we play well, uh, I think we can get. Uh, I think we can get the win. I think we could get at minimum like a point. Um, having said that, there's some injuries that are uh, <laughs> that are concerning, <laughs> right? Uh, so I, I, and I think I think more so even in the injuries, I think there's kind of just like a morale thing. Like there's been, you know, every time the team seems like it's hitting its stride. Um, something kind of comes and takes the wind out of their sails. And so, like, in the last match, um, Caligari, who was our right back, we brought in. I'm feeling really good about that signing. He replaced, um, uh, gosh, uh, Julian. I can't, re- can't believe I'm forgetting this guy's name. Uh, our, our old right back. Uh, I want to call him Julian Alvarez, but I know that's a totally different guy. Julian Araujo. Uh, who, who we, <laughs> we uh, there's, there's too many there's too many Julians in soccer right now. Araujo, who uh, we, we sent over to Barcelona, I think he's playing for a, a different team in Spain now. But um, you know, he was one of our, yeah. our, our best players, and, and we were able to replace him, which felt really good. But then now he uh, Caligari is, is down, um, and it sounds like it might be uh, season ending as well. So Ouch. We, we've got to kind of fix that spot, and again, kind of defensive consistency has been a challenge. So it's it's one of those things like as as well as we play going forward, you always feel like the Galaxy can give up a goal at like any time, <laughs> you know. Um, and so having that defensive, uh, having to sub in another defender and, and still not having the back line consistently uh, is, 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 a, is a worrying point for me. Because um, it feels like even, no matter how well we play, like we'll get Douglas Costa back, which is great. I think he's uh, he's been on fire. And I think having him around, you know, we talk about Puj. Um, I think having him prevents people from marking Puj out of the game. You know, I think okay. where he plays in, in the middle, it's very hard to be effective as like a primary playmaker in that spot because uh, it's crowded. It's a very crowded spot. And so having Costa there on the wing helps prevent people from, from, uh, from uh, collapsing on him. Yeah. And you saw that at Houston, right? Like they, they totally were all over him and we couldn't really play our possession game and any of that stuff. So having Costa back is huge. Mm-hmm. But I'm really worried about about that back line. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and and I think for us it's almost one of those um different stories we'll call it. Um, just came back from our Kansas City um game where um pretty much we we went and visited them and we we'll say we it almost felt like a home game. If you were to watch the game, you probably will see that um St. Louis supporters you could hear them louder than the Casey fans which was oh, wow. kind of a different experience. Um, other than that, um, we had, um, I think we started well with Adrian, Sam Adrian, Adelium, 
went and scored the first goal. So I was starting to, you know, kind of have to feel that um, we've our record that if we score first, um, I think almost 95% of our game were won. So I was a little comf comfortable with it. Uh, but it looks like um, their Polito player that scored twice against St. Louis um, was actually also injured um, the first time around. So That's it true. was one of those quite um, interesting where, you know, they were a different team when he came in. So that that was kind of the, um, I'm expecting maybe City to come back and having another point to prove uh, back to, with LA. Um, our last game with LA, we'll probably say was a little bit frustrating, we'll call it, because um, <laughs> we almost called it was maybe a little bit more of, you know, what you call flopping. But, you know, since we have a team that's high pressure, so there was a lot more foul calls and, you know, players, you know, wasting a little bit more time. But, you know, at the end of the day, you think about you just lost Cicciardo to an injury. Your, True, um, your yeah. president is gone. So you, if you have a high-pressure team, your technique is, you know, take those fouls as much as you can and go home with a point, which they did. So um, some of us will say call it, took that almost like an L, but um, it was, I think there's a sentiment where um, a lot of us CD fans are kind of, you know, expecting this is our, our time to, to take that, the win. Um, but we don't, we didn't have much, too much banter with um, LA Galaxy fans. So it's more of those, you know, um, walk up in games that we, we can go to enjoy talk to LA fans, um, you know, Kansas City and Chicago fans is a different story right, um, because we're, we're much closer. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely expecting, um, I, I did see that, you know, Pooch is moving forward a little bit more and taking a lot more shots and risks. So I'm hoping our defense, you know, pay a little bit more attention to him on in the middle of the park because it looks like he's dribbling a lot more like his Barcelona days then um, <laughs> um, pre-St. Louis, which is a, a kind of a scary time. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I have not watched him much, um, you know, since moving to LA. So I've, I kind of circle back always to his um, Barcelona days. Um, but it's definitely one of those players that we, we have to pay attention to because a lap of attention will, he'll put a ball in the net. Um, <laughs> quite quickly yeah um, for sure so yeah uh, he, uh, go ahead yeah he, he does everything so that, and that's that's good and bad because you can shut him down um you know you can and it's, it's funny what you mentioned kind of about you know the you know uh city style and, and you know pressing and that because really the galaxy's destiny can really depend on what kind of ref we get you know okay um <laughs> which, is them, bad. Uh, <laughs> which is bad yeah that's not a good thing for us at all <laughs> Um, but yeah, it depends uh, on I think how, for how... for us it as well. We've not had much luck with <laughs> referees and you know high pressure. Um, the falls, the calls will be. There will be quite yeah. a lot of calls will cause. Yeah, and so it, it depends a lot on you know on Puj and and what kind of game he can have and and if he can get fouled out of the game and that um, and not even fouled out necessarily, but just kind of. You know, like LAFC did that to us in the playoffs. You know, they just they really got under his skin, and, and he's a young guy, right? He's hot, real yep. hot headed. So uh, you know, they they got under his skin. They just did enough to him to you know just throw him off his game. And, and luckily, I mean, he's matured a lot since then. But you know, it's yeah. still 
a part of his game, you know. Uh, and, yeah, and, and yeah, there's no shortage of MLS defenders that can that can you know play that game with you. So that that's going to be a big piece of it too. And and unfortunately, we don't like none of our strikers are really going. So we've okay. relied a lot on on those goals from midfield. Uh, uh, Tyler Boyd's another guy that's scoring, but we yeah. haven't really gotten our strikers going. So that's that's concerning too. Because if Pooch doesn't have a great game or come up with a, like a, a bullet from from midfield, then yeah. you know. It's tricky. You don't have that bread and butter. Like get the get the ball in front of a striker, and he's going to tap it in inside the box. We don't have that dimension to our game right now. So it's almost uh, depending on how Ricky Push wakes up in the morning and go to the park. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, a little bit. Luckily, he's been very consistent uh, going yes. forward, and I think having Costa back will help. But yeah, right now it's a, it's you know a lot of it is uh it's dependent on him. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So I guess. Maybe not put you on spot. Do you have a prediction on how this game will go? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. Oh man, um, boy, I think <laughs> I think if we, I can't imagine us like keeping you guys off the score sheet just because just because I said I think with 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 the shifts in defense um, and the fact that our defense has been anything but but resolute. Um, I'm hoping that the boost from being at home. Uh, will help us out a little because because we'll need it. And I, I was just looking back because I, I I remember now like yeah we we scored at the like, the last minute in that game. Yes, <laughs> I remember. Um, you know, uh, but at the same time I felt like you know when we did go up there uh, we did a pretty good job of limiting you guys. And I remember like yeah. I think it was Joe Joaquini had that really like what do you do with a goal against like that? I remember his goal was really excellent. Um, so you know I think I think that's going to be a big key. I think if we can play that possession game, and I think if we can stay smart and limit a few goals, we may need to be good on like set pieces and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I would go for like a two-one. That would be ideal for me. Puj gets one. Maybe one of our strikers gets one. That'd be great. Jovalic is, is our starting striker. I think it's between him and Sharp the new guy we run in. But yeah, now would be a great time for one of those guys to, to put one away, right? Uh, so that's my very optimistic uh, prediction, but I can also see like a like a two two or a one one coming out of it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my heart. <laughs> and I, you, you got to yes, yeah. Um, and I think for me, um, it probably on two sections. I'm knowing or seeing how the MLS goes these days. Um, I guess as the fan, I was kind of looking at a two one win St. Louis. Um, just especially you know wanting to have to prove. Um, from our last loss to Casey, but um, but knowing or seeing how the MLS is structured and um, pretty much every road games are difficult. Um, very tough. I'm almost seeing like a, a a one one tie will definitely not upset me at all, um, especially <laughs> on the road and having three games in almost eight days or so. Um, Good point. I'll, I'll definitely take that one one, but. As the fan, you want to be, like you say, optimistic. So um, definitely 2-1. has been my go-to for almost the past three or four games. So, um, <laughs> Not a bad scoreline, right? Uh, yes. We we pretty much need a point. And then after that, depend on um, LA Galaxy and in Seattle to pretty much to lose a few more points. Um, so hopefully LA that's playing, I believe, Portland. Um, hopefully Portland will do us a favor and take all three points or maybe just give him one. Yeah. There you go. 
Well, I'll definitely side with you on that one because I think we need we need Portland to win or we, we need Portland to lose, but uh, I can't root for LFC, as you know. So I, I, no, I, I I wouldn't be asking you that ever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, and I think that was the same thing for us. In even though Miami is not so far from us, um, it's very far from us. We were actually rooting for Miami um to beat was it LAFC? Yes. Um, their last game, so that oh, right. three zero yeah. was very was welcomed. <laughs> I didn't complain either, for sure. <laughs> oh, and by the way, so speaking of um, guess Miami, knowing that now we have a Messi in the conversation, um, I have a, a almost a different view of you know Messi and you know all of the parade that's happening. Um, can yeah. you tell us maybe a little bit of you know? On your perspective, um, how you feel about the whole Messi and and I guess the little caveat on the side, um, are you loving all of that conversation even <laughs> when he's not playing? Yeah, it's it's interesting um, for a couple of reasons, and I know obviously uh, being from France, you can't be too much of a <laughs> too thrilled with but, Messi. That's my that, that's, that's my second national team too, so it was it was tough for me. <laughs> it, it, it it will take probably another. It will pretty much take till the next World Cup for me to yeah. take that off. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can feel you. Uh, I'm just I'm an I'm an adopted French fan, and it's still it's it's, it's tough for me. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting in two ways. Um, so for me, as like a Galaxy fan, um, it's interesting because you know we're kind of used to being kind of the you know the golden children of the league and having all yep. the you know the, the eyes on us you know whether it was Beckham whether it was Zlatan and stuff so there's a part of me that's kind of resents it just because it's, they're not talking about the galaxy right <laughs> never thought of that part but yeah that's a good point yeah so that's a big part of it and then and then just like every other MLS fan like you know when it's not your team you don't you don't want to hear about another team you know they're not in our conference thankfully but like you right. don't want to hear about another team winning and and, and that and uh and so it, it, I'm probably as annoyed by it as any other fan. I do like, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate Messi, obviously, and, and his skill and what he brings and, and all of that stuff and getting the, to, to see the, uh, getting to see him play in MLS is cool. You know, uh, I think that's, that's amazing for the league that we're able to, you know, have. Um, and, and again, it goes back to like uh, this great tradition we've had, you know, we had Pelé, you know, back in, uh, in, in the uh, NASL days and all that stuff. And so um, <clears throat> to have him come and play here is, is amazing. Uh, from that standpoint, right. and I hope that uh, just like when Beckham was here, I hope it causes the the, the, the league to mature in a lot of ways, um, both like how we do roster rules and uh, maybe if we loosen up the roster restrictions a little bit, and how we cover the league, the media, and all that stuff. So I think it, I think all of that stuff is great. But yeah, like most fans, I, I get annoyed whenever I see, oh, we got to watch this messy free kick like eighteen times. It shows up in my feed, or whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, and, and the people are showing up to the stadiums just supporting Messi and forgetting about their own teams and that. Yeah, that stuff annoys me like anybody else. And plus, the, the added layer of being a Galaxy fan, I'm just like, yeah, I just. <laughs> you know? What about so, us? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like even when we're bad, I want them to be talking about us, even if they're just talking about how bad we are. <laughs> Fair. So, so it's uh, it's one of those. But so yeah, like like a lot of people, I'm sure I, I have uh, I have dual minds about it. Um, how about you? What, what, are your, what are your thoughts as, as well? Oh, I so I guess so. I did watch uh, Messi quite a, a lot growing up. Um, so it, I think what we've been used to, especially with Messi, is um, you know 
Messi is in town. So we do expect, you know, every media, everything around that one week or two, um, you know, fair to be happening. But, you know, once, you know, he move on to another team that he's playing against, we're typically used to, it's been shut down. If he makes one of those magical moves like he always does, then they will, it will be kind of be brought up. But it's not, um, you know, every coverage. Right. And, um, you know, it's not splashed everywhere that, you know, he did this or that even though his team is in last place and that <laughs> there's a countdown of how many points he needs to have, you know, who needs to do what, who needs to lose, you know, an entire statistics of the entire league just because of one player. Um, even though Alba is um, magical and Busquet is also even Good better. Um, you know, a lot of the things that um, I think Messi or with Barcelona were able to accomplish, um, a lot of this had to do with Busquet being in the center mid. Some yeah. of those passes he makes are crazy, but it takes, you know, almost a supporting cast to make someone looks so good. And yeah. I can almost tell that if Messi was there by himself and Alba and Busquet was not in Miami, I cannot see it having that much success that they have now. Yeah, that's a great point. And it, it's it's a little frustrating, again, as a, as a fan. Um, like you said, I think the coverage that they're always covering Messi, like no matter what, um, and it almost they, it's almost like they, they want everyone to root for him. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to root for Messi. He's on another team, obviously, you know. So, so that's kind of, you know, uh, frustrating in the sense that uh, it's like, yeah, of course, we're going to hate him when he shows up to play against us. Uh, Oh, yeah, you have to. So, so that aspect is a little annoying is that it's almost marketed in a way like, oh, he's, he's all of our, he's, we're all rooting for him to make the playoffs. I'm like, no, 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 we're not. That's not how it works. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, yeah, I, I, I totally, uh, I totally feel you on that. And you're right. I, I, I feel like um, allowing all three of those guys to go to one team is kind of tough. Like, it would be nice if they spread it around uh, a little bit just because, like you said, it's it's one thing to have one great player come in, but to have uh, three world-class players that can play anywhere still, like you said, um, that makes it a challenge. You know, oh, I'm never one of were... those people to, comp- to complain, but, you know. It's... Oh, they definitely did it the, the right way where, you know, they put it a center mid that's excellent. And then they put another forward ish in Messi up and they've played together for almost what? 10 plus years. So they literally know everything about each other. Um, I wouldn't be surprised that apparently uh, Griezmann is thinking about yeah. next year or so. Um, I will probably, it's almost a guarantee that the DP um, label will probably disappear um, in a year or two just so that, you know, which I can still appreciate, you know, if a team wants to spend it, let it spend it. um, And then they will have to deal with the consequences of it. Um, But knowing that the MLS is more of a a private company, I'm wondering um, how that structure will um, go about. Because clearly, really no no team is going to fold now. There's way too much right. money, so the concern of having you know the league folding, it's impossible. I almost will say. 
Just yeah, yeah. Let them, cool. And, you know, almost let them spend. And it was quite obvious when St. Louis played against Club America. You saw how, I guess, get destroyed pretty much. But one of their players was just bought in for $18 million and another one for 23. If you think about it, their entire team was a team of DPs. Yeah. So it's that's, like... That's a, that's a big difference. Because, um, you know, if you see... Uh, MLS, obviously, you, you splash on the attacking talent. But, yeah, that's the difference between, uh, you know, um, in a, like a Mexican clubs is, yeah, they'll have like a million dollar center back <laughs> or, yes. or, you know, uh, uh, or, you know, a $2 million right back or something like that. And, and we don't spend that. It's not economical in MLS to spend that way, you know. Uh, and you can see oh, that genu- difference. Yeah. And you're generous when you say two million. We're talking yeah. 10, 12. <laughs> exactly. For a defender. Exactly. And then the whole lineup is 100. You're like, mm, yeah, exactly. you better win. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, if you could see, if we could see some, some changes like that, just to balance out squads a little more, um, that would be great. You know, it's a step in the right direction. Awesome. Perfect. So, yeah, so it was um, an awesome conversation. It was definitely um, good to just reach out. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to more of these conversations. Um, and other than that, so do you have any, um, you know, I guess events or anything plans that, um, that you have in the coming um, weeks or months that you would like to share with us? Yeah, yeah, thanks for, uh, and yeah, thanks again, Lucifer, for reaching out and uh, and what you're in, and doing what you're doing, you know, I uh, really enjoy the content that you're sharing and, and all that stuff. Like I said, there's not a lot of banter between our clubs right now. Uh, that may change if we meet in the playoffs or something like that, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, for me, um, yeah, right, right now you can uh, watch uh, our socials. Uh, we're on Twitter, Black Galaxy Fans, and on Instagram, Black Galaxy Fans. Um, you can always reach out to me there, um, and I'll usually share some some of the stuff that we're doing um, right now. The next thing I think I want to do now that ASO started is like do like an ASO kick around. So if you have your kids in ASO, just bring them out to the park. Um, you can meet other Galaxy fans, other Black fans, and that. Um, and I try to be inclusive with everyone. You know, I don't want to yeah. exclude any groups, but I specifically just want folks to know that you know it is a, is a is a place for for uh, Black folks to come. And, and so uh, I'm going to do some of those uh, some of some of, some more of those types of events, um, you know, away from the stadium and that. Because I know it's not always uh, feasible for them to make to the stadium and, and everything all the time. Uh, but I'm going to be hitting up a few different neighborhoods and that and doing that. And again, just getting people to, to come out. Um, so, yeah, watch the socials. I'll be uh, sharing more info about that as it as it happens. Hey, awesome. Yeah, and feel free to share with me. Um, so I do I do a lot more of the content for St. Louis um, CDSC, but also um you probably will see a lot of my content also has to be, you know, less of the aggressive, we'll say, um, <laughs> on my part, especially knowing I'm all about, you know, the soccer and also um, understanding, you know, how players um, deal with a lot of the, you know, the social media that's different. Um, knowing, especially knowing that, you know, I've, I've been around some of those players or, you know, some of the, the things that may affect them or you know it's most of the time you know a supporter as a supporter we we do have a lot of our um we'll call it in our feelings but <laughs> there's also you know they also got to know that you know a lot of the the players do take some of those um 
you know, they, they are watching, that's for sure. But <laughs> also at the same time is, you know, like anyone else, if you show them support and, you know, show that as long as they play for your team, they're also your players. Um, so that's pretty much the way I do things. And you probably see in social media, um, not that much of a ranting. It's more of a, you know, support your team, good, bad, ugly. Um, there's always the next day. Um, so feel free to let me know about any content or any events. Um, I'll always share them um, since I'm big on youth and improvement. So um, feel free to reach out anytime. Appreciate that. Awesome. Will do. Yep. Excellent. Yep. So um, with that, I will, looks like, well, I will take a little break um, for myself so I can um, maybe <laughs> catch up some breath after five or six games, but um, hope you had a good time and uh, look forward to speaking with you again. Yeah, yeah, definitely do it, do it again. I think you're a Chelsea fan also, right? Uh, yes, we won't say too loud these days <laughs> um, for now because um, we're kind of, uh, yes. Hey, I, and, I and, also support Chelsea, so I, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> yes, and those so, you those you will probably not see me um, – I'm a different person when we talk Chelsea, especially <laughs> for the past few years. Uh, but yes, um, hey, I, those that know, yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to get down on that at some point too uh, and, and commiserate on, on how that's going. But yeah, yeah, thanks again for, for having me. Uh, thanks again for doing what you do. Uh, again, you're adding to the whole uh, soccer community as well. It's, it's great to see and really dig your content. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, awesome. it's great to... To, to chat with you and, and, and beyond. Awesome. Thank you. So, yeah, so we'll keep in touch definitely because tomorrow we're playing. So um, let's hope for, um, yes, a fun game and hopefully one of us go home with W, but, you know, a tie wouldn't hurt. <laughs> That's right. We'll both be happy, I guess, if that happens. Yes. Excellent. All right. Um, Matthew, thank you for your time and uh, hope you have a good night. Thanks. You too. Appreciate it. All right. Take care.